Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Phoenix, Arizona, it's time for Valley Business Radio, spotlighting the Valley's best businesses and the people who lead them. Hello and welcome to Valley Business Radio, where we tell the stories that traditional media tends to ignore and help connect you to the right people. I'm your host, Dr. Adrian McIntyre, and I'm joined in the studio today by Abby Fink, publisher of the Arizona 100. Welcome back, Abby. Well, thanks for having me. It's good to be back. The Arizona 100 is a publication, a digital publication that comes out twice a month. And we do these preview shows because it's a fascinating window into events and activities and businesses and nonprofits and communities all around the state of Arizona. So it's always fun every couple of weeks to get a little sneak peek of the upcoming edition what are we going to be learning about in the next issue? Well, and it's so fun to talk about all these great things. I mean, there's so much happening in our state, and uh, you would not know that it's a, the summer here with based on what is happening and the openings and all the different exciting things. So I'm particularly excited about the fact that there is going to be a new chocolate company coming to Cottonwood, Arizona. Have you been to Cottonwood? I've been to Cottonwood. I actually have family that live in Cottonwood. And I, I, I saw something interesting the other day. There is no we in chocolate. There is no we in chocolate. You are correct. In other words, it's mine, mine. all mine. It's so, so totally mine. So Gail's Chocolate, Gail is um, originally from Michigan and they are relocating to um, its headquarters to Cottonwood. Now Cottonwood is this charming little town and it's so awesome that they're going to have this great, great offering to be paired with some of the other wonderful things there. Now, listen to some of the offerings that they're going to have. And you tell me which one might be your favorite. So we have the traditional milk and white and dark chocolate. But how about milk toffee, milk almond, milk cherry pecan, dark orange almond, dark coffee toffee? Oh, my gosh. Just thinking about it. Well, as a parent of young children, I always lean towards coffee anything. But um, I have to say, in this case, my choice would be the dark orange almond. That sounds Doesn't elegant. That sound good? You, you know what I love about this story is that we hear so much about big companies relocating to Arizona, and that's certainly a huge driver of economic development. And it's just fun to hear about a small business relocating its headquarters to a small town in Arizona. It just reminds us that the business growth story is so much bigger and more complex and more nuanced than sometimes graces the pages of the Phoenix Business Journal or other trade publications. Right. right. And, and you know, they're going to be able to ship around the world. So we've got this really great local company that's really going to have an international presence. So it's very exciting for the town of Cottonwood. And we wish Gail's Chocolate a lot of luck. Now, here's another exciting thing. So how do you feel about this uh, electric car trend that we start to seeing a little bit more about? I'm for it. I want my next car to be all electric. No questions. All right. So Ford Motor Company has um, is testing its F-150 electric vehicle. And exciting for me, it was a woman engineer that did all this testing work. But they have made this huge commitment to elect- electric vehicles and the technology around doing that. They've got a few of the cars coming out as um, early as next year and with the hopes of about seven vehicles on board by 2022. So as you are thinking about your footprint in the community and how we can do some things, you should give some consideration to what is really going to be the latest and greatest technology in your favorite Ford vehicle. I mean, it makes a lot of sense to, to build electronic vehicles on those larger platforms because then you no longer have the battery size issue trying to balance you know, function and, and, and size of the thing. 
And um, the power of electric motors is, if you've ever driven one, the the acceleration is um, really quite exhilarating. Oh. So I can't wait to try the new Ford F-150 hybrid. That'll be fun. Yeah, it's going to be exciting to watch that come by. So there's been a lot of conversation um, really throughout the state of Arizona. And we, I think, are leading conversations around the world with our attention to um, being a community that is friendly to individuals with disabilities. There's been a lot of conversation around creating communities that are friendly to, in particular, the autistic community. And what that has done is allowed um, other enterprises and businesses that are connected to that to find um, a welcoming opportunity here in Arizona. So there is a organization called Hope Bridge, and they are going to be opening up 12 locations throughout the state over the next year, year to 18 months. And this is going to be an opportunity for children um, to really provide, get life-changing services and care if they need to. Um, it's going to create jobs for caregivers and other um, registered and certified um, providers of service, occupational therapists, speech pathologists, et cetera. And really this way to create, again, a more inclusive community that really I think everyone in the state um, is interested in. And we're going to see them here in Phoenix and Glendale and then uh, towards the end of the year in Tucson as well. This is really important development. My sister, my younger sister is at the University of Oregon. She is a researcher and practitioner and heads up a lot of the autism related research uh, there in Eugene. And um, just from conversations with her, I've come to understand the demands on families with special needs kids of a whole different variety of things on, on the autism spectrum, as well as other related developmental delays are enormous. So to have this center uh, and these locations spread around uh, the area, it's really, really quite, um, it's a very positive move for families that need that kind of integrated care. And I think it's great that Arizona is really leading those conversations and being, you know, part of solutions to how to create these kind of environments for individuals that may need additional services and such. So it'll be exciting. And we, we welcome Hope Bridge to Arizona and, and look forward to seeing the good things that they're doing in our, in our communities across the state. Now, one thing we know for sure is Arizona is known for its restaurant scene. We are a big foodie town, foodie state. And a brand out of Chicago is making its way to Arizona called Maple and Ash. They describe themselves as a modern wood fire twist on the classic American steakhouse. So how can you go wrong with that? Um, some recognizable names here in the, in the market are going to be a part of that. You might know Sean Currid, who has worked um, at Michael's, at the Citadel, Mary Elaine's, Cafe Zuzu. So he's going to be partnering up with the, with the folks coming in from Chicago uh, that restaurant opened up here in the last few days, so uh, just in time to kind of complete the summer, get your uh, your steak on if that's what you're uh, inclined to do. They're opening up in Scottsdale off of uh, Scottsdale Road in Camelback. So Maple and Ash, don't let the address confuse you. We have a Maple and Ash in Tempe, but this location is going to be in Scottsdale. And Chef Danny Grant, uh, who's coming to lead the kitchen in partnership with Sean Curd, is um, uh, two... He's earned two Michelin stars for his work at RIA in Chicago. Um, he's award-winning chef. What's exciting to me is that we are seen as a destination for culinary professionals who want to relocate here to 
be a part of this restaurant and bar and hospitality scene. Very, very exciting. I don't know the numbers specifically, but I would venture to guess that you could dine out every day in in of the year and not repeat yourself at a restaurant in terms of what we've got going on here and virtually every type of food type. So uh, we'll be checking out Maple and Ash and, and seeing what the wood fire twist is, uh, but looking forward to doing that. And coming to us from Oro Valley, which is towards the south, is an organization called Oro Valley Innovation Labs or OVAL. And they're going to be breaking ground on a facility there um, in the coming weeks. It is a collaboration with the University of Arizona. And it's going to be a business incubator uh, with the hope of supporting and conducting bioscience research and programs, um, educational and training programs for scientists around the world. Uh, Their hope is through this incubator and the startup uh, scenario that they will have eight to ten new life sciences companies that will operate in and thrive there in the Southern Arizona uh, part of our state. You know, the biosciences innovation happening in, in both in university and well in industry and the creative collaborations between those two realms is very exciting. Life-changing stuff is being worked on. And uh, again, Arizona, a, a leader in that regard, AZ Bio as a, so many different diverse organizations and uh, and university units that are collaborating in those conversations. Very exciting to see this new center coming in. Right. And good for for the U of A and for the Tucson community to have something like that um, nearby. So as we talk about businesses and such, um, we have to also put the uh, the warning out there about um, the increase that we're seeing in data breaches and cyber attacks um, as we become more and more dependent on uh, technology and what we do on the online space. It's incumbent upon all of us to be smarter, not only smarter consumers, but as business people, what we're doing to make sure that our data and therefore our customer and client data is being protected. Uh, Washington Federal, a uh, business bank here in the state, is working on a program called Heartland Secure, and it is really going to be a, a three levels of security to protect customer data. So um, we're seeing numbers upwards of 45 to 50% increase in data breaches. And so um, lots of businesses are looking for ways to improve their security. And this is just uh, one of the examples of how um, a business bank here is working on to protect their clients and then ultimately their clients' clients' um, information and data. Yeah, and this is the kind of thing that when it's working, you don't hear about it. And then, of course, when you do hear about it, it's too late. The breach has already happened. So good on Washington Federal for getting out ahead of the challenges that, that are daily bombarding every aspect of our IT infrastructure. Right. It's no longer just enough to have a password. You really have to protect and and safeguard all of that information. As as the hackers get smarter, we need to be smarter as well as, as consumers. Uh, a couple other things that are, are happening here in the state. Um, the Ritz-Carlton is opening up their luxury hotel right here in Paradise Valley. Uh, next year is the plan. It's going to overlook Camelback Mountain. Um, expected to have 215 suites, 81 villas, and there's even going to be a residential component of that. So it's been, um, if you're familiar with the area and been in the valley for a while, we've been watching it um, come to life and it's exciting that it's finally going to be happening um, there in Paradise Valley. So if you're looking for a, a staycation opportunity, uh, the early part of next year, we've got it set for you at the Ritz-Carlton. Fabulous. Yes. And uh, if if staying local isn't your plan and you want to take a trip um, around the world, if you will, 
Sky Harbor Airport just announced that they have nonstop flights from Phoenix to Frankfurt, Germany, beginning in uh, end of April of next year. So, um, you know, we've, we've talked about Arizona being an international opportunity, an international hub. And so the ability to add some international flights like this one to Frankfurt is going to be very exciting. Um, it'll be a uh, uh, slow launch as they um, run about five times a week, the flights. But I suspect if they are well received, we're going to see an increase in opportunity there for uh, the airlines. Uh, Lufthansa is uh, the plan for that to uh, take from Sky Harbor to Frankfurt, Germany. It used to be one of my favorite airlines when I was uh, a decade ago when I was routinely traveling to the Middle East would often fly Lufthansa or, or Associated Airlines in the Lufthansa group. So it's great to have expanded service. It's also an indicator that uh, there's a reason to have that kind of increased travel between locations, uh, both for tourism, but also for business. And uh, again, a sign that things are looking very good here. Yep. And when your airport is growing and new opportunities, that's a that's a sure sign that the rest of the community is growing as well. So we're, we're excited to hear about that. And coming out of the city of Scottsdale, um, Old Town Scottsdale, if, if you're familiar with the, with the local vernacular, is going to be opening up something called the Mercantile of Scottsdale, which is a co-retail concept. It's going into a, a building that housed a, 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 another retailer, and they are going to create the shared marketplace with clothing, accessories, arts, crafts, et cetera. And one of the cool things about it is they're accepting applications for vendors that want to be in it. So if you're interested... The Mercantile of Scottsdale will, um, applications are there. And if you want to set up your little booth inside of this larger um, opportunity, it'll be great. You know, the co-locating, co-sharing is such a hot trend in the business world. It's exciting to see that it's going to be happening in the retail space as well. Absolutely. And I, I think finding an adaptive reuse of that historic building uh, that has housed Saba's Western store for over 60 years is a is another cool way of honoring the heritage and the tradition of Old Town while bringing a new concept and opening up to individual retailers that might not be able to carry an entire lease on their own, um, but, but the the handicrafts, the artisans, the, uh, the, the folks who are making and selling products now have a place that they can apply to have a local presence. Right, right. A couple other final things here. So um, on, a, on a little more... Uh, Heavy note, but the you know the conversations have um, in the news and and whatnot has really been focusing on on integrated health and mental health and the importance of those discussions and what we can do as as a community and what we need to do within our schools and and such to um, be available and and recognize when um, someone might be in need of assistance and. Uh, Southwest Behavioral and Health Services is offering a program called the Youth Mental Health First Aid Training. And this is really a program that's designed to help individuals who interact daily with um, adolescents ages 12 to 18, um, recognize the signs and symptoms and offer up some assistance. And so they offer this training at no cost. Um, It's provided through a grant from the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. And they're offering this up really to anyone, again, that is interacting with our kids that um, wants a little bit extra assistance in, in recognizing and assisting if they suspect that um, these kids might be um, handling a, a mental health issue. The, the training is set for October 2nd, and it's available at no cost to the community. So if you are um, individuals that work in that environment with kids, certainly encourage you to to check that out um, for a free training. You know, we had the folks from Southwest Behavioral and Health Services here in the studio a few months ago 
talking about mental health first aid. And really just a light bulb went on for me when I realized everybody knows that if they work with certain populations, they should get first aid certified for things like scrapes and cuts and, you know, other kinds of first aid things. And yet mental health, which affects everybody at one time or another in one way or another, whether it's their own mental health or that of a, a loved one or a care, someone they provide care for, is something that you can get training in as well. Mental health first aid certification is just a, a wonderful contribution, and it really supports people who are going to be the first line of interacting with people in in a moment of crisis who right. need help. And we really need to to be, you know, this idea of integrated health. We have to, you know, pay attention to the physical part of our health, but we also need that mental health as well. And then finally, our, our last story to talk about, um, as kids are heading back to school, um, and this is was always my favorite thing to go and, and buy my back to school stuff. I still wish I could buy a lunchbox and a thermos and a special pencil to go back to school. Um, according to a survey from the National Retail Federation, one in three parents are planning to spend, get this, $697 in school supplies. Now, I, I could easily do that, but that is an awful lot of pencils and, and markers. But, um, you know, kids today are, are, you know, backpacks and technology and clothes, and it's no longer just the pencil and the calculator. And so back to school shopping is a huge boon to our economy. Um, it's, it is going to be, and probably continues to be as kids go back to school really here in Arizona throughout the whole month of August, a really nice, uh, jolt to the, to the economy to watch these, uh, parents have to tackle the, the back to school list. Absolutely. I didn't realize the extent to which, uh, back to school spending itself was such a large category in retail. The national school spend projected to reach over 80 billion dollars. That's billion with a B. No, it's hard to believe, huh? It's amazing. I mean, I, and I, there's a, such an energy and excitement about those back to school moments. It's, uh, it drives a lot, not just education, but also retail and business and things of that nature. Well, I can remember that, you know, that first week of school and getting the list and, and it was an outing to go and do that shopping. And, and still in my head, I feel like I, like I said, come August, I should still be buying new pencils and new shoes and and I'm not sure that I'll get to the $697 mark, but I'm happy to contribute and make some purchases over the next couple of weeks. Well, you start throwing in a, an iPhone case and a few other things along the way, and you're, you're well on your way. Well, this is a, a fascinating look into the world uh, through the lens of the Arizona 100, this twice-monthly digital publication that is a project of HMA Public Relations, a full-service public relations and marketing firm here, also our co-located uh, uh, location sponsor, if you will, host, I think is the right word at uh, Business Radio X. Abby, how do people subscribe to this free publication? Sure. You can visit thearizona100.com and you can see all of the uh, past stories that with the and what's coming up in the future. We have a calendar listing there of all events throughout the state as well. You can subscribe there. You can also find information on how to share news about your organization. So if you're doing something great in our state and you want us to share that news with our close to 50,000 subscribers, then please send it through that website as well. And we'll be happy to consider it for a future publication. It's a unique publication with 100 word stories or 100 second videos that really cover topics of interest to communities throughout the state. Abby Fink, publisher of the Arizona 100. Thank you very much for joining us in the studio today. Thank you. For all of us here at Business Radio X, this is Dr. Adrian McIntyre, and we'll see you next time on Valley Business Radio. 